Is there not an entire section on this subject? Yes, Vanessa, it's unfair. I may have I may have changed my mind about beef, for example. Is is your is your book for sale about? Yes. Have you ever asked God for forgiveness? I'm not sure. I just go and try and do a better job. Let me tell you. 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 Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. Yo, Trey. What up? I got something to say. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let Me Tell You, episode 104. I'm your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. the Evangelical Norm. So let me tell you, as a podcast, it's kind of my anchor podcast of all the stuff that I do over here on the Evangelical Norm channel on YouTube. I wanted to give kind of just a little background for the new subscribers that we've had come in over the last month. I probably increased my subscribers by 10%. So um, just wanted to kind of break down the background of this podcast. So about four years ago, I'd always wanted to do something like this, like a video, like a vlog kind of thing is what I initially kind of envisioned. Uh, I started doing the Persecuted Church Awareness Month, which has now become the fifth seal uh, podcast that we do over here. And I'd been doing that for a few years kept contemplating, you know, do I want to do a podcast? Everybody's got a podcast. Do I want to do something like this? And I listened to an episode of Wrath and Grace Radio. They were interviewing uh, Kirk Kennedy, and he was talking a little bit about, you know, how a lot of the Christian rappers are like, I'm not doing this for a spot in the top 10. Uh, And he was like, you know, come on, fam. Yes, you do. I mean, people, Christian rappers who make music, artists who make music, they want to be known. They want people to hear it. They want it to be recognized and understood and stuff like that your underlying goal may just be to glorify god but you want people to hear the music that you're making you want to be popular and so i was like you know i do um i honestly you know and but that was the the pride issue that i was running into is do i want to do this just for the opportunity to get famous which those of you who are my subscribers right now of my 150 something subscribers no, I'm not getting famous by doing this. So, um, you know, thank God that I don't have to deal with that, I guess. So, um, but that was the, that was kind of the catalyst that went, you know, I really feel like God has given me something to say. I want to, you know, address things from a Christian worldview. So I want to, I'm going to go ahead and do this. So that was how this podcast was born. I just called it the evangelical norm, um, did about 93 episodes, of that and then rebranded everything. This became, let me tell you. And, uh, we've done now 104 episodes. So if you do the math, we're at actually like episode 197, maybe we'll do a special 200th episode in a few weeks, but, um, that's where this podcast comes from. So ultimately what I want to do is things that go viral things in reality, just things during the week that, that pique my interest, you know, things that I see that either, irritate me really, really bad enough that I feel like I need to talk about it or impress me really a lot. So I want to talk about it. Um, or just the things that are in the news cycle that I feel like have to be talked about. So, you know, I ignore a lot of stuff. I don't do a whole lot. I try to keep it at about 30 minutes and, and not go too far beyond that. Um, so I ignore a lot of the things that are really out there that, 
just really aren't worth taking the time to look into. Um, or I could, I mean, if I did everything that needed to be addressed, we'd be here for days. So um, that's a little background for those of you who are new uh, to let me tell you. A lot of people have come in because of uh, pot, my podcast, Unsolicited, or The Master's Dog. That as a lot of people have come in. So if you're checking this one out for the first time, that would, that's what this is. It's really kind of like... Um, you know, what Ben Shapiro does or Steve Dace does, do, does, they take the political atmosphere, the culture, whatever, and kind of just discuss it and say, you know, let's let's break it down and see what's going on. I really try to do everything here with the lens of a Christian worldview. How do we deal with this as Christians? Um, if you're an atheist, you're not a Christian, you're Buddhist, whatever, you're welcome to be here, but you may not agree with a lot of the... Uh, conclusions that I come to just be fair warned. So the first thing we got to talk about is Joe Biden fell down the stairs this week, right? Fell or fell up the stairs going up the, up to air force one. So here's the deal. One, this is comedy gold. This, this is, this is just, this is what stand up comedians and stuff and night, sh- uh, night show hosts dream about. This is the best stuff for them. The problem is, is all the guys on the left, all the the comedians on the on the left, are not going to touch this because Biden is their sacred cow. You know, thankfully there are enough comedians on the right to take this and make it really funny. And it was. I watched it. I laughed. Ha ha, Joe. You know, get back up in the plane and you know, do your thing. But here here's the thing. This is what hit me, and I've known this is something that's been a thing for a long time, but it hit me really hard watching this this week, that Biden derangement syndrome is just as serious as Trump derangement syndrome was, which Obama derangement syndrome was, Bush derangement syndrome. I mean, we've had this derangement about whatever president is occupying the Oval Office all the way back to Reagan. I mean, Reagan got elected, and actually Jimmy Carter before that. Jimmy Carter, if you had an R behind your name, he was the worst thing that could ever possibly happen to this country until Bill Clinton. And then Bill Clinton was the worst thing that could possibly happen to this country until Obama, right? And, and that's the same thing on the left. Reagan was so bad, and then we got Bush, and then we got Bush again, and then we got Trump, and oh my gosh, how horrible was that? End of the world, he was going to start World War III, he was, he was a racist, misogynist, he was everything. Well, the reality is, is Joe Biden's own vice president during the debates called him a racist, and he's accused of, of sexual assault, and he sniffs babies, and okay? So here's the thing, none of these guys are perfect. But why is it that we separate so widely? And and again, it's it's this this separation that you know half of the, half of the country says we can't we can't talk about that because it's not good. It, it will look, make him look bad and da da da. And then the other half is like, oh my goodness, burn down the White House and 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 they're stealing the paintings and the drapes and blah 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 blah. Can we not just come to the conclusion that we in this two party system that we have? We are going to, and no matter what, you're going to end up with a president that somebody doesn't agree with. You're going to end up with a Congress that somebody doesn't agree with. And the problem is, is that what happens is we end up in this stinking stalemate that our nation has been in for 20 plus years where nothing gets done. Nothing gets done. 
And, you know, and we, we end up playing the whataboutism game. Well, this guy did this, and you didn't say anything about it. And so now you can't say anything about this. Or, or you know, and or we play the, the point and blame game. Everything is, re, everything is the last president was responsible for, except for this one, because they don't even want to mention the last president, you know, right? And it's just like gas prices are all the president's fault. Gas prices go up and down. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm holding my breath at the, this point as gas prices have gone up since, uh, you know, when I filled up on Inauguration Day um, on January 20th, whatever day, <laughs> 20th, when I filled up my tank, I paid $1.89 per gallon for gas. And the other day when I filled up, Friday when I filled up, it was two eighty nine. So gas has gone up a dollar in just Oh, and it, in two months, gas has gone up a dollar per gallon. So, I mean, but am I blaming Biden? I don't know that I want to, if I'm going to blame Biden, because I didn't blame Trump or, you know, I didn't suddenly didn't give Trump all the credit when it went down. I didn't, I, I don't blame presidents for gas prices. We have oil speculators and blah, blah, blah. And there's all this stuff that goes into it. And, and yeah, I guess there is a, I don't know. I don't blame anybody for the fact, but it, it's scary. I don't want to pay $4 a gallon for gas again, but it is what it is. But so recognizing people, there is, there's a serious Biden derangement syndrome out there. So I love Gab. I talked a little bit about social media last week and last week was just a weird episode. I think I was too tired and I probably shouldn't have done it. Um, But I talked about Gab. I love Gab. I love being able to be over there, um, slowly gaining some followers here and there. Nothing like I have over on Twitter, but I, I don't have a huge following on Twitter either. Um, but the reality is, is Andrew Torba made a free speech platform where he just he put the platform out, said you can join. There are some community standards you can't put pornography up that'll get you that'll get you bumped off you know and and stuff like that but there is a lot of racist garbage that comes out of there there is a lot of anti-semitic and white nationalist and and i mean it's it's bad and you have to expect that when you have a free speech and the reason we don't have a lot of the other side, we don't. There's not a lot of the CRT and stuff like, because none of them want to come to Gab. They're all staying on Twitter and and so on. That's why I haven't left Twitter. I haven't left Twitter. I haven't left Facebook. I'll leave when they kick me out. If they kick me out, YouTube may kick me out today for my next topic. But I'm not leaving those. But I am going and joining these other ones. But the problem is, and Kira Davis said it. Um, I've been begging her to come over to Gab because I just really like Kira Davis. Um, she solid, great ideas, great, great. Uh, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, perspective. That's it. Phenomenal perspective. I love to listen to Kira Davis. If you don't listen to Kira Davis, go check her out. Davis Nation on locals.com. Um, and you can grab her podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast called just listen to yourself. So, um, but she said, you know, she didn't want to be in an echo chamber. I kind of agree. It is an echo chamber, but it's starting. I'm starting to see a, a couple of, of at least centrist voices, uh, like my own popping up in there. And, uh, I mean, I'm very conservative. 
Don't get me wrong. I'm very conservative, but I feel like when you look at the things that I post on Gab compared to what a lot of stuff is, I'm like the leftist on Gab. I'm more center. And so I want to see more people come over there. I want to see Gab blow up. I really do. I would like to see Gab become as big as Facebook or Twitter, but just with, you know, the added, the added step of you have to block the voices you don't want to hear yourself. Because Facebook or Gab isn't going to do it for you like Facebook and Twitter does. Um, or Gab isn't going to silence the voices that you agree with either. So I really want to see Gab blow up. But the reality is, is there's so much just extreme right over there. I'd love to see some more left. And I don't remember where I was going to with, with that in the case of, well, again, those are the guys that are saying, because of this, him going up the stairs and falling the way he did, he's not fit to run the country. He's not fit. I agree he's not fit to run the country. I don't think he has the mental capacity right now. He's, he, is, he is destabilizing, uh, you know, descending into more and more into a dementia, senile state. But tripping up the stairs is not what makes you, in, uh, you know, incapable of running the country. You cannot tell me that in four years in office, we may not have seen it on live TV, but I guarantee you Trump tripped over a crack in the sidewalk or a step or something because they're old men. You know, we watched Hillary Clinton fall into a plane one point in time, pass out, getting into a van, all these different things. We saw Bob Dole fall off a stage. We've seen George Bush go and try to open up a locked door. That you know. So we've seen presidents do ridiculous, stupid stuff. None of that means they can't be president. I think there's a logical reason for, for Biden not being president, but nobody's looking at that because they're just looking at the other ridiculous stuff that boggles me. So... Understand that I don't think because the man fell down some stairs or fell up some stairs that suddenly he's unqualified to be president. There's a whole other lot of things that could be, but I think it's funny as heck. And I think all of you out there on the left and the right, Seth Meyers, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, um, who else is out there that's got a show? Conan O'Brien, Stephen Colbert. Make some jokes about this. Please. Please reach down and, and, and find your comedic cojones and make some jokes about Joe Biden. Make some jokes about Kamala Harris. Please make some jokes about Kamala Harris. And, uh, and just be what we used to be. People who were willing to laugh at each other a little bit when it was appropriate. And, uh, and let's move on. Let's move on. But then the reason why we can't seem to move on is because we have garbage like this. Now is when I'm going to get my hackles up. This is where I'm going to get a little angry. And this may be where YouTube decides that Norm can't post videos on YouTube anymore because this is child abuse. Bottom line, this kid is like eight years old. He's got two lesbian parents and he identifies as a girl. I wonder why. I wonder how many horrible, just anti-men statements have been made in that household that made this little boy look down at his genitalia and go, I got two mommies who don't like this stuff. So I'm going to just say I'm a girl. Prove me wrong. Change my mind. 
All right. Pantene did this commercial, and I, I, I pulled it up on YouTube. I was going to play. I can't. I'll, I will literally vomit on this desk if I have to watch that stinking commercial one more time. But basically, it is this. Oh, he's so gender created, or she's so gender created. It's a he. He's a boy. I'm praying and hoping at some point in time he's going to get past. He's going to hit puberty, and he's going to start looking at girls and going, all right, I, I kind of I kind of like that. Right. Unless they like hit him with all the puberty blockers and all that garbage that is out there that that Dr. Rachel Levine himself chooses to push forward on children like this. But this is this is wrong. This is I mean, we have gone so far down the rabbit hole on this LGBTQ garbage that it it literally I mean, we're at the point where. I mean, everything is trans and everything is this and women's sports are no longer going to exist because all the the domination of women's sports is going to be coming from biological males who figure out that they may rank 200th in their state among the men in whatever particular sport they are in. But boy, you uh, feel a little pretty and put on a dress and you are state champion through high school and you're an all-American in college and you can dominate in the professional sports and blah, blah, blah. Women's professional collegiate and high school sports are done. If all of these laws and all of this stuff, Equality Act and everything else continue to go through and they shoot down the state uh, laws that are, are, are in the progress of being or in the in the process of being passed right now that will prohibit biological men from participating at least in high school sports then you're you're just not going to see another biologically female champion of anything i mean they they just gave like somewhere like britain or something the the top rider female rider of the year is a dude Seriously, I mean, and, and and they're celebrating it, championing it. Woo, woo, woo. We are, we're sticking it to the ladies now. You know, they've already done stuck it to the man. Now it's time to stick it to the ladies. It's reality, folks. It really is. This is, this is, this is the reality of the word, world we live in. And it's scary. Scary, scary, scary. And that's the way I see it. And I want to talk a little bit more. That's, I'm just going to let that go. I'm going to talk and let it go. And we're going to go. Now we're going to talk about me. It's all about me now. Because it's my birthday today. Um, this is the first time I, I think I've actually published a podcast on my birthday. I sat down in front of a camera on my birthday and, and spoken to you guys. Um, and I am 47 years old today. And believe me, there are moments that I feel every 40 every one of those 47 years um when you go try to teach your four-year-old girl how to roller skate and you end up flat on your back you feel every single one of those 47 years so i want to talk about this dude i've had the, i've had the pleasure of watching this dude grow up and uh, you know a lot of different weird stages in this dude's life so and the, the reality and why i want it why i'm taking this i just don't want to talk about me um but here's the thing as we look at 
the divide that is in our country right now. I have lived on both sides of that divide. I grew up in, uh, you know, my, my home was not very conservative at all. Um, the home I grew up in was broken. It was dysfunctional. It was very, um, I mean, my mom was, I don't know that my mom was very political at all until her later years in life. And she was all about MSNBC and, and that stuff. And my dad was not very political until, you know, later in, in his life as well. And he basically fell on the same side because I grew up in a home where we were on welfare. I mean, it I was probably nine years old, something like that. And, and the reality is that I can't lie and say I'd never seen real money before, but I didn't really comprehend it. But like nine or 10 years old, something I had made a bet with a, a friend of mine about a Super Bowl or, or so, I don't know, might have been Super Bowl, might have been 85. So I might have been 11. It might have been or coming into a le- my 11th year. Um, I think I probably bet one of the kids in the apartment complex $5 on the Super Bowl that the Bears were going to win. And he thought the Patriots were going to win. And of course, you all know the Bears won with the Super Bowl shuffle and, and all that stuff. But I went to collect my money that I had bet him and he handed me, I think he handed me two $5 bills. And I was like, this isn't real money (laughs) because I had never seen or hadn't really under comprehended the majority of what I had seen up till that point was food stamps. So I literally was expecting to receive like $5 food stamps from him or $1 food stamps or something. I was expecting to, cause I didn't really comprehend this whole cash at the time because all my life I had seen, you know, when my mom and dad, when I would go to the grocery store with them, they were paying with, with, uh, these food stamps, um, and so on. And, and I had seen real money, but it was, this was the first real time I had interacted with it to the point where I was like, it just doesn't, didn't, wasn't right. So, but we grew up on food stamps. I grew up on government assistance. I grew up, and and again, my dad was, he grew up in basically in that as well, I think, because he he had epilepsy and, you know, he had a bunch of medical issues. So he, he, they, my grandparents let him live with my, my great uncle, Frank, who was in the military. And so he got all of his medical taken care of and so on. Basically, my Uncle Frank became his guardian to, to help finance the, all the medical needs my dad had as an epileptic child and so on. And then, you know, my dad tried to go into the army and couldn't because of his, his epilepsy and stuff like that. So he, he was just back and forth between different jobs. He didn't graduate high school. All this. I mean, I'm sure you people have many of you have similar stories. So. We grew up in a very government-dependent home. So government dependency was all I ever knew. Even when I got out and I joined the military and you know all my medical was taken care of and everything else, and then suddenly I'm out of the army and I've got to have a real job, and I'm like, well, why ain't the government taking care of me anymore, right? And so I was very left-leaning in, in a lot of my uh, ideas right out of the military and so on. I was very left in my, my, you know, theological views, you know, had a lot of gay friends and, 
and, and stuff like that. And, I, and again, I was like, I was just a heathen, bottom line. And then something happened. I had my encounter with Christ. The Holy Spirit regenerated me, drew me out, and something within me changed. And, and this is what, I mean, and it's, it, it wasn't like books or, you know, some great politic, politician that impressed me so much. It literally was, and, and I had read the Bible and I had read the Book of Mormon and I, you know, I'd had these, these other religious experiences. I had read the Quran and these things and none of these things that I had read had convinced me of anything until God got a hold of me, until I truly understood what repentance was, what faith in Christ was, and what sin was, and the holy righteousness of God that I needed to repent, I needed to turn from my sins, and I needed to live in a manner that would glorify God. And that's when my attitudes and my ideas and my, my, my political views and my social views all began to change. Because I understood what Christ did. Because here, here's the thing. Here's the bottom line. We're going to finish up with this. We're going to talk about this. If Christ didn't die on the cross, none of this means anything. Wear all the dresses you want, dudes. Take all the records away from women you want, dudes. Make fun of whoever you want. Hate whoever you want. Do whatever you want. None of it makes any difference anyway if Jesus did not die on the cross. And resurrect three days later. It's all pointless. It's all meaningless. Our belief is in vain, as Paul said, if Christ did not die and was not resurrected. But the fact that Jesus went to the cross should elevate the, should, should take the weightiness of all of this in our minds and elevate it immensely. It should make sin seem so much more sinful because it required the perfect God-man to atone for it on the cross. It should make hatred seem so much more vile. It should see, make racism seem so much more wrong. It should make, make the gender confusion seem so much more deadly and detrimental to the person that is involved in it because it literally required the shed blood of God incarnate the cross itself calls you to repentance the immensity of what it was that Christ went through I mean, you've, if you've watched The Passion, that, that's probably the closest human depiction of what happened to Christ being scourged and, and led to the cross and crucified, but doesn't come anywhere close to what the reality of it was. Because we can't. We, it, is, it is universally impossible for human beings to recreate the suffering, the pain, the transcendent event that was Christ's flogging and crucifixion. 
and resurrection, we would never be able to come close to recreating it because we can't comprehend it. But because we can't comprehend it, because it is so crazy, all those things should be elevated so much more and we should be so much more just nauseated by any of it. And it doesn't mean that we, you know, we destroy CRT or anything like that. Again, it comes back to, are we preaching the gospel? Are we giving the gospel to people? Because here's the reality. If you're preaching the gospel and God is using that to draw people to himself, they are naturally going to, to move away from racism. They're naturally there because this is what happens when we're regenerate. And it's why we look at the, the Bible and it says, if you don't bear fruit in keeping with repentance, we, we doubt the fact that you're even saved. We looked at all these things and we go, we don't just maintain on just the profession. We watch. And not everyone is going to change at the same rate and at the same speed, but we should see changes. Something should be changing within you. So that attitudes towards sin should definitely be changing. And your, your attitude toward God and toward Christ should absolutely be changing. Because that's what happens when the Holy Spirit regenerates you. And so I'm not saying we can't talk about, we can't have a, a, a debate among Christians about these things. But we hear so many people who are saying, just preach the gospel, just preach the gospel, just preach the gospel, that are not just preaching the gospel. They're preaching, they may be preaching the gospel in one place, but then they're over here doing all this other stuff in another place, you know, putting themselves politically and, and, and so on, that it almost defeats some of what they're doing on the other side. But, and that, that's just kind of the way I look at it, you know, and, and there are people on both sides of this argument within the church and stuff like that, that I love. You know, that I'm, I'm, I, I've learned from and I've followed after. I, I hate to see those that fall away. And, and I, I hope to see those that are on the wrong side of, of, of the theological divide move over. But the reality is, and it's why I end every episode the way that I end it. And I'll end this episode today in the same way. The bottom line is we need to always preach the gospel. We need to preach the gospel at all times. And we have to use words because they're necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.